This is The Christian Artist, honoring Christ through creativity. My name is Caleb. My name is Connor. And we are back after a one-week hiatus and Connor with a two-week hiatus. We are back in full strength. Well, not full strength, I guess, because most of the time we have more than two people here. But Connor and I are here anyway. Everybody else kind of got bored of this podcast and left, so, you know. Yeah, pretty much. Just us Oh, now. well. We'll we'll still be here. Yeah, we we still like this podcast. We know that Mickey Ginter still listens to it, so. Oh, yeah. Yep. <laughs> That's all uh-huh. we care about. Yep. Well, she's the only person who's ever said that, you know, she listens to it, so. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. It probably means that, you know, she's the only person we know that listens to it, so. Mm-hmm. We kind of, you know, not okay to assume that other people listen to it. So are we assuming that Mickey listened to all of the episodes like 40 times because yeah, they all have quite a few listens? Probably. I think so. Is that what happened, Mickey? You just listen to them over and over again because you love the sound of our voices? I don't understand that. I don't really like the sound of my voice. Wait, you, you talked over her, man. What did she say? Oh, sorry. Mickey. I didn't hear. I didn't. Wait. I think she's, it sounds like she's laughing. Probably. That's that sounds like her. Oh, and there's Maddie laughing in the background too. Mm-hmm. I think she just called us dorks, probably. And just more laughing. I got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, th- you're welcome for that little shout out there, Mickey. What are we talking about today, Connor? Oh, you're asking me again? Yeah, I always, always do uh, because I assume that you know. What did you What did you do the time that I wasn't there? Did you ask yourself? Uh, no, I just started talking. Huh. That's good. Indeed. I was joking. I listened to the podcast, guys. So it's just me and Mickey then, really. And I only listened to the podcast that I wasn't in. Right. Yeah. So, stuff and things and things and stuff. Anyway, since you are obviously not going to start this the topic oh. at hand, I oh, will right. just jump in and I, say I we're going to do a special little Q&A episode today. Um, not anything too crazy just to kind of uh, get us back into the mood for recording these episodes didn't and we like well yeah but didn't we like miss three weeks of the questions and answers anyway didn't we like not yeah we've had some weeks? questions loaded up for a while now okay. so All right. that's also why we're doing that and we, we just got some more questions right right now so so yeah we'll have a few to answer here so uh we'll just go ahead and start go through these chronologically uh, the first question comes from Christy Conway Powers, and she says, where is your favorite place to read? Oh, for those of you who don't know, um, that's my mom and Connor's mom. I mean, it's both yeah, of our moms. It's, yeah, it's her mom, too. Yeah. <laughs> Where's your favorite place to read, Connor? You know, so, you know, like that one that one place in Shadow of the Colossus, like on the way to the fifth Colossus, and there's like those two pine trees and then they're like rock, and you're like overlooking the whole waterfall sure, area yeah. thing. That's my favorite place to read. That would be your favorite fictional place to read yes. if you could get there, you're yes. saying. Okay. Well, if we're talking about fictional places, mine would probably be like in the Shire or something. Like that same tree yeah. that Frodo was sitting by. That sounds like a good place to me. I think that just the sense of the like the empty sense of that world mm. in Shadow of the Colossus would make it so much better to read there. That is so true. Because there would be nothing. It would just be ambient sounds. Yes, that would be cool. That would be fun. I'd really like to go to that, yeah. that land. I, I think I actually showed mom that place. Hmm. I like I like woke up really early that morning and I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna like look at cool places on Shadow of the Colossus. And I did and I found that place and I was like, if I could just read here, my life would be just be so peaceful right now. Hmm. 
It was peaceful enough though. Just just looking just, at just that looking place, at it yeah. through a video game. Yeah, I, I guess I could have put in like the book in front of the screen, and just mm-hmm. kind of like red wall. Yeah, that would have been in the background. That would have been a little weird. That would be. Uh, mm-hmm. What What's your real favorite place to read? My bed. That's probably the only place I read. Like mm-hmm. I read before I go to bed. I just read to like get in the well, not in the mood for sleeping, but like get tired. I just read. Mm-hmm. So I just, yeah. I read all over the place. I can pretty much read wherever. Um, it's true. It's true, yeah. folks. I, I, I read a lot, especially like when I'm in the middle of a book that I'm obsessed with. I will forego pretty much anything else that I'm supposed to be doing and instead read. Like I, I was reading Words of Reading. It's by Brandon Sanderson. And I basically just locked myself in my room for three days and read, even though I'm probably supposed to be getting schoolwork done. But uh, well, I were. just couldn't wait. Mm-hmm. I just, I literally spent like seven or eight hours one day just reading until mm-hmm. i finished it i remember that i just sat in my room um but yeah i mean i probably read in my room most often it's not my favorite place to read really um i always wanted to like sit in a tree and read but it's so uncomfortable it is, yeah like that seems like the classic zone mm-hmm. it's just not okay though. i like reading on like the the deck of a cabin that's nice yeah well, like yeah, that'd be fun. That that cabin that we went to for uh, the senior student leader trip with Rebecca and Avery. I didn't um, go. I, you so. weren't. I was kind of just saying we as in us. Um, well, there was like that. That living room was so like nice looking and just kind of like homey, and they had a nice like recliner, nice reclining chair, and I just sat there and read a lot. It was very very comfortable. I slept there too. Sweet. But yeah, I like reading a lot. That was fun. All right. Moving on to the second question. Um, and also from Christy Conway Powers on Facebook. Who is your favorite mom? Well, that's a loaded question there. There's been quite a few. All right. Yeah. There There is. There is Lissy, Lori, Lando, who is actually a guy. From Star Wars, so <laughs> I mean, I guess you could count Yoda as a mom too. Okay, um, we're tired. Um, <laughs> <laughs> my favorite mom is uh, Christy Conway Powers. So you call her mom, your mom by your full name, not even her first name. Uh, okay, if we're going to say full name, it would technically be like Christy Dell Powers then. Technically, be Christy Dell um, Conway. Well, that was. No, well, no. Well, technically, it'd be Christy Dell Conway Powers. If we're talking about all the names she's ever had, sure. Because technically, she doesn't have Conway. Well, anymore. wasn't she a secret agent at one point? So I'm pretty sure she had to change her name after that. Oh, I didn't know that. You didn't know that? Nope. But you knew about the the kid that was before you, right? That's in the. Wall. I don't like the way this conversation is going. He's. Um, well, I forget which wall he's in, but he I'm pretty sure he's in anyway. one of the walls. Anyway. Remember remember how like Thunder one time like jumped up on the the stove to like get the pizza and he like started the stove on fire? Yeah. Like he started the pizza thing on mm-hmm. fire, yeah. I'm pretty sure that's what happened to him. Are you saying that I had an older brother who died uh-huh. in a fire when I was like six and so for some reason Oh maybe... right. <laughs> oh right. Yeah. That, that happened when I was like six, Connor. Uh, no, even even older than that. I was like ten. Remember, she was a secret agent, right? 
<laughs> oh right so she's like a man in black she had the little eraser the thing that could erase your memory i was thinking more like the incredibles brainwashing kind of well thing, you know anything like that yeah well technically we don't know because we are brainwashed so. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow so I this think, episode is having all sorts of tangents so I, I think it's safe to say that yes mom you're our favorite mom <laughs> and uh we love you and I wonder if she's ever going to listen to this one. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe she will. I'm sure she will if we tell her to. Okay. Well. And say we answered her questions. Yeah. All right. Uh, next question comes from Christy Conway Powers. Um, Is there any that are not by her? No. The, the next ones are not by her. Okay. So, folks, if, you, if you're really getting bored, just kind of skip through and tell her the next <laughs> question. Well, now I'm not going to tell mom to listen to that one. <laughs> this one. Dude, you can edit it out, right? You're going to edit it out, Maybe. right? Maybe. Right, Caleb? Anyway, she says... Who are your favorite heroes of the faith? One of mine is Corey Ten Boom. Who's your favorite hero of faith? And that was mom saying that, right? Yeah. Okay. Clarifying that. Yeah, that was mom saying one of mine is Corey Ten Boom. Yeah. Um, Ray Comfort. Tell me more. For those uh, of you who don't know, who's Ray Comfort? If we've never listened to this podcast. Oh, before. I thought I was supposed to like say more. No, like, like I who's I Ray Comfort? To... Tell me more oh, okay. and why you, why you like him and stuff. Well, he's probably the only like like famous Christian that I can think of that is not only like street witnessing, I'm pretty sure six days of the week, but he, he reads his Bible every single day and he has like, um, on the back of his Bible, he has basically an entire journal full of his like entry logs, basically of when he, what he read in the Bible that day. And it's just like, I think he, I'm pretty sure he writes notes and stuff in there too. So there is not a more studious person, you know, in that. Or well, I don't think it's correct grammar. There's not a person who's more studious with reading his Bible than Ray Comfort. No, that was and probably correct more grammar. studious with a. Well, I don't, I don't think studious describes that. No, it does. does studious it? is studying a lot. Yeah, well, that's all it means. Well, I guess you could say. Yeah, that works. He's very studious. Diligently studious. Well, yeah, no, yeah, he's very digitally digitally. <sighs> He's very diligently studious with reading his Bible. There you go. But also just the whole street witnessing thing. He, you know, does it better than anybody else I know. And he does it, he does it that, you know, is in a nice way. He Mm -hmm. does it in a way that not only speaks the truth, but makes people feel guilty. Mm. And that's, that's what you're supposed to do in the Bible. Like that's all over in the Bible is that you have to convict somebody of their sins because if they don't think that there's anything wrong with what they're doing, then there is nothing wrong with what they're doing. If you don't tell them that, they're they're not going to know. So you have to be very convicting. That's what's something that people are afraid to do, and Ray Comfort's not afraid of doing that. So he's the person that I respect the most about it. Cool. Yep. Um, I want to go to his church and see how yeah see how he reacts cool. with all the other Christians. So that'd be really interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely love Ray Comfort too. He has a lot of really good stuff. I also really respect Ken Ham. He's doing a lot of oh, cool yeah. stuff. He's a good guy. And, but I, I don't know if they really count per se as a ministry. No, no, no. Heroes of the faith per oh. se. Like if we're talking about like, like those are like modern people. I think what mom is mostly talking about is like, um, people oh, in the past, Dindu, like yeah, his, historical dead, figures right? and stuff. Yeah. Okay. So if if you had to choose like a historical figure. Oh. Either from the Bible or, like, you know, from just history. Um, I'd probably have to go with Jesus Christ. Oh, that's a cop-out. 
Well, okay, you can't choose Jesus. Who would you? Who would it be? The answer is always Jesus. <laughs> well, obviously it wasn't because you answered Ray Comfort first. Well, I thought we were talking about people who were alive. Nope. Even though Corey Ten Boom isn't. Nope. Anymore, at least. Nope. Well, technically now he's she is more alive oh, than we are. Right. Good point. Boom, son. <laughs> Theology for the win. What? What, what was the question? <laughs> <laughs> Who's your favorite historical or, oh, uh, right. hero of the faith? Um, John the Baptist. Oh, yeah. John's cool. John the Baptist is my favorite. Why? Because of just... For, first of all, Jesus said that he was the best. That's... <laughs> that's a good point. Yeah, that's, that's, you know, like he was the guy in the wilderness who, you know, wore camel hair as his clothing and ate locusts. And then would go into town, you know, every once in a while and be like, dude, I am this person who's going to lead the way to Jesus. So you guys need to listen to me. And everybody was like, dude, this guy's crazy and he's a nut job. And he was like, you know, I'm awesome. So No, he's like, well, yes, but well, Jesus. Yes, but yes, that's basically <laughs> what he said. And uh, just like the way that he is very forthright with his faith and the way that he is very humble before God then. Like he's he's not he he's very you know cu- like demanding of Christians and then very um, humble before God and he he was like no I'm not I'm not going to baptize you Jesus kind of a thing and but then you know he would be with everybody telling them to repent and stuff like that and I just feel like I just that's like me and I just feel like that's well I'm not saying I'm going around baptizing people but I feel like that's just what I want to be is to aspire to be John the Baptist because that'd be awesome. And, you know, also Jesus said that he's the best, so that that factors into it, too. Indeed. Mine would probably have to be either David or Peter. And I've talked about David on the last episode, actually, and a lot about how I relate to him. And for all of those reasons, I really, really like David. But um, I also really, really – I also have a lot in common with Peter, and I find just the way that he is passionate – sometimes to a reckless amount about things that he believes in um, speaks to me in a very strong way. And I would totally be the guy who accidentally cuts off a guy's ear because I think that's the right thing to do, even though Jesus is like, dude, dude, bro, calm down. (laughs) Dude, dude. Even though Jesus is like, dude, bro, calm down. I don't think those are the words he used. No, probably not, but I'm paraphrasing. It's the Caleb Message Bible. Oh. Don't read it. It's not good. <laughs> CMB? Yeah. Just don't do, don't read it. It's Read the NKJV. That's yep. the best. Yeah. Not the KJV. I'm not one of those KJV elitists. Yeah, no. But NKJV. The NKJV is fantastic. The Evidence Bible is the best. And if you're not reading it, then you're probably not an actual Christian. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't, put that <laughs> don't quote me on that. <laughs> no, don't put that in the. Oh, I'm, I'm putting it in there. No, you're not. You're saying I'm. <coughs> Caleb, no. it's funny. No, that's not good. <laughs> Bad, Caleb. I'm still doing it. Caleb, I, I, I'm still even leaving this Bad in too. Caleb, no. <laughs> Joke. Not Tim Hawkins, man. I can't get away with it. But yeah, I totally love those two people in the bible and i relate to them a lot and i think there's a lot of good lessons to be learned about repentance um in the stories of those two characters and um yeah i really respect them and the way that they learn from their mistakes 
basically. You know, I have a, a like an interesting thought here is we well specifically me and you, we like you know, like the um the characters in the Bible that are like us, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. that's yeah. And like including the flaws that they have mm-hmm. is we we still think that they're the best. I, th- mm-hmm. I find that interesting in psych- yep. human psychology. It's just the because we relate to them and we understand where they're coming from. Like you, you and yeah. John the Baptist have a lot in common. <laughs> I mean, dress badly. Yeah. You know? <laughs> exactly. That's it's pretty much the only thing I was thinking. My clothes aren't as itchy, and right now I'm technically wearing your shirt, Caleb. So. Oh. Yeah. Thanks for telling everybody yeah. that. Well, do you eat locusts and honey? No. Well, I eat honey. You eat lots of honey. Not raw. A lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you've ever eaten raw honey. Uh, as a kid, yeah. I had that as like dessert for sometimes. I just get honey and spoonful it in my mouth. Oh, oh no. I meant like actual raw honey, like straight from a beehive. Oh, no. I've never done that before, <laughs> yeah. especially as a kid. I'm was, pretty sure that's what John the Baptist yeah. did. So I was terrified as bee, of, of bees as, as when I was a kid. And yes, still, you were. I feel like I think. You're still Probably, have a minor phobia of them. No, them. not anymore. Oh, I, I can tell I have, whenever you see a bee, you have a yeah. I, I have a like a. I still had that instinct reaction. Uh-huh. Like, Run! Exactly. And that's then, a minor yeah. phobia. But, no, it's not. Yes, it is. But I overcome it immediately, and I'm like, oh, all that's right, stupid. Right. So that there's a difference between me in the back of my head saying, oh, I'm scared of these things, and everyone's gonna be like, oh yeah, no, I'm not afraid of these. So our next question comes from Ben Pyle on Facebook. How do you make Christian art appealing to non-believers? How would you use it to share the gospel? I think it would be fairly easy to appeal to believers, but is that the purpose? To please those who already know Christ, or is it to reach the lost? Personally, I'm not too familiar with art outside of music, let alone Christian art. Um, a lot of the stuff that Ben is talking about there is referenced, has been referenced in earlier episodes, um, particularly the Jesus Christ Storyteller episode, edginess, integrity and piercings, and the first episode, Introducing. Um, so if you want to just go ahead and like go listen to those episodes, we pretty much answered all those questions, at least to some extent. We'll probably still talk about those in other fields in the future, but we won't go into those sub- subjects right now because we've already touched on them quite a bit. Um, specifically, the storyteller one is definitely where we hit that one the most of how, you know, and well, I, I feel like like just less the first episode and more the other two of just how um, non-Christians respond to our art and how we should be making it then to correlate, you know, with their response. Mm-hmm. Especially if we talk about, you know, just the way Jesus told parables and yeah. how that's a really good model for storytelling. All right, next question. It's from Stacia Hummel. How much wood would a woodchuck chuck if a woodchuck could chuck wood? Well, Stacia, we actually have an answer for you. Um, a more concrete answer published by the Associated Press in 1988, which reported that a New York fish and wildlife technician named Richard Thomas had calculated the volume of dirt in a typical 25 to 30 foot long woodchuck burrow and had determined that if the woodchuck had moved an equivalent volume of wood, it could move about 700 pounds on a good day with the wind at his back. So there you go. 700 pounds is your answer. A day. At maximum. All right. We have another question from Christy Conway Powers. That's our mom. That is our mom. <laughs> it's, it's still our mom. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, she stopped being our mom while we answered the other questions, but now she's our mom again. Oh, yeah. What? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> that's what you were implying. That wasn't. Anyway, that's what you weren't implying. That's what you were implying we, that we thought we were okay, implying, but we're that we weren't. now. <laughs> she says, when do you speak truth into someone's life? 
And I would say it's when you've earned the right to speak that truth into their life. I, yeah. I wouldn't say that you have the right to just go up to some random person who's doing something wrong if you don't know them and say, like, you know, someone's eating, to, to take an extreme, or not extreme example, to take a more mild example, someone's eating fast food at McDonald's and you go up to them and just start ranting about, to them about how horrible McDonald's food is and how they shouldn't be eating it. How is that going to help anything? <laughs> like there, nothing you're, you're, you're saying to them is going to have any impact whatsoever because they do not know you and you're just being a jerk. And if you, you can't say the right thing unless you know who those people are. Exactly. You don't and, know how to go about yeah. it in the right way. Well, you'd have to know, you know, specifically where they are with God, whether or not they, you know, are an actual Christian, they're lukewarm, or, you know, if they just don't want anything to do with God at all. And with each of those different things, you know, you should say a different thing to them. So mm-hmm. every person will have a different thing that needs to be said to them Yeah, that will get the right response. Um, and like, so then you can say, okay, if you know this person really well and you know how to go about saying, speaking the truth into their life, you can go up to the person that you know really well and say, hey, dude, uh, I noticed that you eat McDonald's all the time. And uh, it's really not healthy for you. You should probably think about trying to eat healthier food. And that's a weird you example. You don't have to do it. You just got to think about it. it no. <laughs> but, yeah. All right. We have a few more questions here. Uh, Seth Birchfield asks, Oh, cool. What artist depicted Adam and Eve the best in their paintings? Um, the, the one where they're not actually naked, but they are. So the well-placed shrubbery? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Those are my favorites, too. Yep. Because, or else, I don't know, I don't know what kind of people those are. <laughs> I've always liked the way Dan Lytha paints Adam and Eve. I think it's kind of funny. Yeah. I don't know. Like the animated kind of look? The AIG. Like, yeah, the cartoon cartoons, kind of yeah. style. Yeah, I like that too. Yeah, it's pretty good. I, I especially like any paintings of them where they're actually wearing full sheepskin clothing. Yeah, that's cool. Those are my favorites. Yep. I don't think Seth really meant that as a serious question. Yeah. Well, so we didn't yeah. really give a serious answer because well, there isn't one. Answer, but... <laughs> it was a, it was as serious as we could get. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Katie Kilmer asks. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> don't say uh-oh. Would Adam and Eve have belly buttons even though they were never born? I, I don't think there's a positive way to say yeah, that. I, don't think <laughs> I would assume a... not because, I mean, they didn't have umbilical cords attached to them at any point. So I'd, I'd probably just say no. I mean, but it's up to God. I mean, God could do it, whatever, yeah. whatever, whatever we wanted to. Like, who knows? Only God. So, like, we can't really say that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Either one. It's perfectly logical to have either one. Because yep. God could just decide to make them look Oops, like yep. regular people. What, you're saying they don't look like regular people without belly buttons, Caleb? I'm saying they wow. probably look better without belly wow. buttons. Wow, what about those people who don't have belly buttons, man? I, did you just hear what I said? I they probably said they probably look better without belly buttons. Oh. What about us, then? <laughs> you're insulting us. So you can't know. take a standpoint I think, on I think, Ad- <laughs> I think Adam and Eve probably just looked better than anyone ever because they're perfect. Well, they, they were probably really good not, looking, but they were. But they were, yeah, yeah. And well, then they were, near, and then they were near yeah. perfect. So yep. they were probably the b- b- most good looking people ever. Probably. Stacia Hummel has a second question here, and she says, um, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! Only one question allowed, unless you're a mom." <laughs> <laughs> okay. Stacia asks, 
I would be interested in hearing teenage boys tell moms practical ways to help their teenage boys with every man's battle. I say moms more specifically as they won't understand the battle like dads would. Don't let them have a phone that has access to Wi-Fi in the house, free reign. Just just take away everything electronically unless like unless you have it all like, you know, parental control that you actually trust. Not just like, oh, filter, okay, you're good now. Because most filters out there are crap. That's true. Absolutely crap. So just, and then ask them, like, a lot. Not like a lot, but, like, ask them. Be like, how you doing? I don't know if I would advise a mom to do that, actually. Yeah, well, okay. I I would advise more of a dad to do that. Yeah, but but just make sure. Just be present. And basically, um, one of the best ways to do that is model how a woman should act and how yeah. a healthy relationship between a man and a woman should be, um, you know, based on your and your husband's relationship, because that will also go a long way to, because one of the main problems with, you know, pornography and lusting and stuff like that um, is that you're objectifying women. And that's a lot of the problem is just that they start to, I can't remember the exact reference, but it says um, somewhere in Romans, I believe, treat younger women as sisters and older women as mothers and younger Uh, men as brothers in absolute purity. I I believe that's the actual verse. I think that's in Romans. Yeah, I think it's in Romans too. Um, That is the way we should all be looking at it. That will help us to see people as they actually are. You should always be treating women as if they are your mothers or your sisters because that is the most respectful way to treat older or younger women um and well that that verse is specifically talking about you know like fellow christians oh yeah yeah obviously to put it into perspective but, but that is just a good good advice all around to just treat younger women as if they are your sisters or you know peers your your yeah. peers as if they are your sisters and, and not because it is the objectification of women that our culture does that is really causing a lot of the issues in the way young men you know act out a lot of the times yep it's because they have, don't have a very firm foundation. So if you can give your your teenage boy models to strive after, um, that will yeah. go a long way to helping them. And I mean, and follow those, yeah, you know, the things that don't do the things that they struggle with. You exactly. Know? You like if you have daughters, um, and you yourself, uh, like you should always be um, be very conscious about modesty as well, um, because modeling that for your your sons is definitely a fantastic thing to do. Um, and that is what um, all Christians should be doing for each other is being modest in their, the way they dress and the way they act yeah. um, to just help each other to not, uh, to not struggle with those lustful thoughts that can come if, uh, you know, your guards are down and, you know, you're at a water park or whatever. And, that, and, and also just, um, decreasing the amount of the amount of situations that your son will be in contact with things that will be um that will provoke his mind in in ways that should he you know would hinder his walk with christ um and that includes you know the internet filtering stuff as we said but just making sure that you're very you're very present and that especially that uh, you as a family are just very, very honest with each other about where you're at and that you don't 
because one of the biggest things that can come out of this, one of the biggest problems you can have is just that um, your son will be struggling with this. And if you don't ask them, you or your husband don't ask them how they're doing or if they are struggling with this, the, it, it can go under the radar and they could been, have been struggling with this for years and you never knew um, because that's just the way that sin grows. It grows in the dark. Ooh, so, yeah, that's just one thing to keep in mind too. I mean, I don't think you really have to take it in any other direction that you normally wouldn't. Or I wouldn't, I wouldn't say wouldn't, but like that you shouldn't. Like, don't don't treat it as a different thing. Like, treat it as you would with every other sin. You know, like, oh, you, you should always be present and making sure that they're not in these kinds of situations or whatever. And you should always be, like, well, not not specifically the mother, but the, as parents, you should always be asking them, you know, what's going on, any questions, want to talk about anything like that. And just be very, very, very open like to the point where they will trust you to, you know to talk about you with anything because mm-hmm. then cause if they're going to hide things from you if you haven't like shown that you know you you, you know that that is okay to talk about those kinds of things no matter how awkward it is mm-hmm. that if, as long as you're you show that you're okay to talk about those kinds of things they'll come to you when the, you know they have problems and stuff like that yeah just be very present mm-hmm. i mean you can't really put it in any other way with you know with your kids lives you have to be very present and just know what's going on, whether they like that or not. And I think pretty much the most important thing you can do as a mother is to just properly portray the female side yeah. of the equation. That'd be the and, most important thing, yeah. yeah. And as we said, both give them a model to strive for and also just answer any questions they might have about the way women behave and the way women act because you're the expert on that. Well. <laughs> <laughs> well, comparatively to him is yeah. what I'm saying. yeah. I mean, sometimes people don't understand their their own gender or yeah. themselves. So, yep. but anyway, is that the last question? That is the last question. Oh wow! Well, that, that's we been, this has been fun. How long did we record? Uh, including the giant hiatus, yep. forty eight minutes. Oh, okay. So it'll be about episode. twenty yeah. thirty minutes. All right. Well, well, that was fun. Indeed. Hopefully, you enjoyed our answers, and we enjoyed your questions. So yes, we did. It's a mutual relationship. <laughs> we got a good thing going on here. All right. Are you ready to call it a night, Connor? Because I am. I'm, I'm pretty bushed. Night! Okay. I called it. What were you calling? The night. Night. Okay. You know, sometimes when you take things... <laughs> sometimes when you take things literally, it goes, goes in a weird place. Yep. We anyway. Just, yeah, we, should, we should just cut it there. Yeah. It'd be great. No. All right, you can find us at Facebook at facebook.com slash Christian Artist Show and on Twitter at Christ underscore art underscore show and at our website at ChristianArtistShow.com. And I am going to take this opportunity right now to plug my own website shamelessly. Um, <laughs> you guys, if you're interested in reading blog posts and stuff like that, very similar to the style of what we talk about here and just you know talking about lots of different things, including art and Christianity, um, check out calebmpowers.com I have plenty of posts there for you to read and I am posting a new blog post every single day this summer so you can catch up on that if you want to uh, again thank you so much for listening and we hope you have a fantastic morning afternoon night whenever you're listening to this thank you for listening and good night speak for yourself man.